0: Then David cuts in, And all to the first ever episode of Hoosier Hockey. I'm Angelo Oriam alongside the, uh, what, what title am I going to give you? The, uh, the, the the wonderful weatherman. The wonderful weatherman. Slash I'm hectic sure. hockeyman, uh, Joe Struess. Yes, Thank yes. Everybody. Happy
1: to be here. Happy yeah? to be here. This has been in the talk since what? May?
0: Yeah, know. April? Uh, April? Yeah, first thing to address, <laughs> we're a month into hockey season. Officially the month, uh, if you count the regular season alone, we're the following month. So, not there at the beginning. Not ideal, um, but hey, we got it going, man.
1: Oh, Better late than ever. There's just been so much going on. Yeah, I mean, it's been obviously we're we're college students here, and this is just a mm-hmm. neither of us are telecommunications sports-minded uh, or sports-focused majors. Yeah, funny um, enough. So to take take a news director or assistant news director and a weatherman, and put them together and to talk about hockey, it's uh,
0: it's gonna be special. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, we we bonded from the uh, from the beginning because of our love of hockey. And, yes. You know, we're we're in Indiana. I'm. F- uh, we're both. You were born in Chicago, right, or in Illinois? Uh, just on the south side. Yeah. Okay, and then you were raised there. Mm-hmm. I was born in Berwyn, mm-hmm. real close to Chicago, and then I was raised pretty much exclusively in Indianapolis. Um, but you know, it's it's harder to find hockey fans out here. They 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 exist. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw around and say that they don't exist. I'm not just gonna say. Bandwagoners or anything like that, because I think I think there's a there's a big fan base. I think they're hardcore people, but it's it's fewer and far between than say you're in Toronto, say you're in some parts of Chicago, Detroit, you know these kind of places that are more of you know more meccas of hockey than than Indy. So absolutely, and I think the cool
1: thing is with the Indy Fuel, mm-hmm. uh, obviously now a I believe they're a, an affiliate of the Blackhawks. Yep, Mister Blackhawks yes have put a lot of money into the Indy Fuel tank in Fishers now. Uh, it seems like the game's growing in the Carmel area, the Westfield area, uh, north side of Indy, which is cool. And obviously Fort Wayne has a minor league affiliate there, the Comets. Yeah, I believe they still are. So, that's uh,
0: that's all they have here, for sure. Well, did you have you ever gone to a um, a fuel game before? I have not. Now I have. I've gone to two so far. Gotta say, uh, in regards to spreading it, you know, spreading the you know spreading hockey, making more people like it. Uh, I don't. I can't look at the Fuel and say that it's doing a great job. Um, you know, you go and Because the Comets are really big. Right. Fort Wayne has the Comets. They're the ECHL team for here. Mm-hmm. Um, ECHL is below the AHL and then NHL. It's just the East East Coast Hockey yep. League. Um, and so really, it's... For the majority of uh, folks in the in the EHL, or ECHL, the players, there are people that aren't probably ever going to see the NHL, for the most part. You know, they are people who are really just fighting for their lives a little bit, fighting for attention... Um, and I feel like the Comets specifically, uh, take a lot of the momentum away from the Fuel. Because Fuel are new, you know, it's hard to pick up fan bases and stuff like that, but it's never, I've never seen it full. You know, both times I went to games, there were massive, um, supporters of the opposing team. So, growing pains, um, that's gonna come about, um, but also, another thing is, they were very, very bad last year. Right, (laughs) So, yeah, they they finished 25th out of 27 teams, uh, with 53 points, the top team in the league had doubled that exactly with 106 points. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. we're looking at a team that's new uh, and struggling pretty hard. So, uh, you know, it's nice, but it's not perfect. By for any sure. Means. For sure. And
1: when you're in Indianapolis, big-time sports town, but that's the Pacers and the Colts. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. there's, no, there's no Major League Baseball team here. Indians are pretty, yeah, yeah. They do have the They're famous, Or they're, they're, they're,
0: you know, they're popular, I guess. Yes,
1: they are popular. Um, but when you look at Indianapolis, it almost seems to be kind of a Chicago South. When you look at the baseball teams people like here, mm-hmm. you know, especially being here in Muncie, you do get the Cincinnati uh, swing a couple times mm-hmm. from people. You get some Reds fans in there. Occasionally some St. Louis people, but it's really a lot of Cubs and White Sox fans. Yeah. Um, then how does that translate to hockey? You've got Columbus two hours away. Mm-hmm. But there's more people here that are maybe Chicago fans. I mean the NHL TV subscription blacks out <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> oh, don't even get me ranting. They, they black out TV. Chicago and St. Louis here. But yet we're closer drive to Columbus and on some days, probably Nashville. Maybe not. Oh, it's, it's, it's pushing yeah. it.
0: Yeah, I mean pushing it for sure. At least Saint in the Louis Park. St. Louis? Louis, yeah. I mean they're, they're all they're all hours away. You know, they're all in yeah. that, they're all in that single digit hours away. But I mean it's it's hard because that's the thing: is that it's not you're not talking about dollar bill words anymore. Yeah. Where it, for the people who don't know, Blackhawks specifically, which we should probably get to our, our, our allegiance. To, uh, in a probably, minute. but um, they used to black out. They used to not show Blackhawks games specifically on TV at mm-hmm. all. Period, um, and that was, or at least in the Chicago area, right. so that people would go to the games. And no one went to the games because you couldn't cultivate interest by watching the team outside of it. So, yeah. you literally, you couldn't see them unless you bought tickets and went to the game. And thus, that was the really dark period of the team uh, history. So, thankfully, that's changed. But it's still... NHL's the worst of all the four major sports when it comes to showing their game. You know, they have NBC Sports sometimes. Um, they have their channels like, you know, WGN and mm-hmm. CSN, the CSNs and that kind of stuff. Um, but, yeah, no, they definitely they black out games for people... It's still really expensive to get in a lot of games. You know, some teams are still down there. Like, it's pretty – you could get into Nashville and, like, Anaheim and some some less popular teams for cheaper. But it's hard, man. It's hard to be it's, – it's harder to be a fan of these guys or hockey players than it is football players than it is baseball because those are every day on all the channels. Especially. And what have you grown up with? Mm-hmm. I mean, the
1: game of hockey in the youth uh, south of the Great Lakes, really, is not – it's not big mm-hmm. in the United States. Um, unfortunately the game is growing Mm -hmm. Uh, you mentioned NBC uh, a few seconds ago I think NBC is really doing well with their Wednesday night rivalry uh, sort of initiatives and uh, they're live what four nights a week Mm -hmm. uh, making the game available and you have Hockey Day in America now Mm -hmm. Um, so it's the game's trying to grow for sure but you look at these markets you know Nashville's a big market that's now has the potential I think to become a special hockey town Mm -hmm. Um, and that's Something exciting, yeah, for sure. Now,
0: well, before we keep going here, uh, we mentioned at the top of the show, I guess, that we I, I'm originally from Chicago. You are you come from Chicago, um, so we do have an allegiance to the Blackhawks. Like that's that's kind of something that I don't want to I don't want to just pretend doesn't exist right. for sure. Um, but you know that's not what we're just going to talk about. This isn't the Hawks Insider Podcast. This isn't the the Math House Podcast or anything like that. We're we're gonna, we're gonna try and cover the league. We're gonna talk about it, everyone. We're gonna try and have as you know little of a bias as possible, but there's only so much you know. I mean, we're probably gonna always bring it back to Chicago in most cases. So
1: yeah, absolutely. I think you know I I bleed black and red at yeah. the end of the day. I mean, you um, bleed
0: red for multiple reasons. Yes, false <laughs> state you know, cardinal for sure. I get what you're saying. Um, and science, right? Science, you bleed red. That's true.
1: That is yeah. true. But I think when it comes to the market we're in here, there's definitely opportunity to cover. St. Louis, Nashville, mm-hmm. Columbus, Detroit, Minnesota, um, so, and then spread out from each direction from there. So there's tons of storylines, and honestly, the Blackhawks are not my top storyline right now. So, <laughs> oh god, yeah,
0: no, um, it's hard because specifically, I think that this is kind of what we're kind of pointing out with our our uh, legions to the Hawks is that we're probably gonna we're probably uh, gonna drop some bombs on them in regards to we're not. I don't think either of us are very happy with where they're uh, at right now. I don't think so. Um, and I think that that's going to be very obvious. So, I mean, maybe we won't sound like the, the ultimate the ultimate fans of the team, but uh, I promise it's just, um, you know, stressful times. That's all. I guess.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So early in the season, still. So, right. I mean, we still have, what, 70
0: games left? Yeah, we're at we're 12 actually right now. So, yeah, 70, uh, 70 games exactly. But we got a lot to catch up on this last month. So, I wanted to ask you. You know, we got teams at the bottom that we didn't see coming. We got teams at the top for sure that we didn't see coming. What are your biggest surprises so far?
1: Well, I think we have to cross the big one off the list right away.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that would be the Vegas
1: Golden Knights. I mean, what in the heck is going on there? What are they what's in their breakfast?
0: They Do, are just unreal. I don't know. It's because I don't even a lot of our impress our, a lot of why we're impressed with the Golden Knights rather is because of how surprising it is. Mm-hmm. Outright because we all felt that they were going to really, really suck. And they should. You know, they're officially, like, what, they have the best opening record of any expansion team ever. I believe so. They start with a draft that, you know, the point of the the expansion draft is that they can't get the best players. Mm-hmm. Because teams reserve their best players so that they don't get robbed or anything like that. So how is it that... You mentioned it. I don't know what that was. You mentioned it. How was How is a team with third and fourth liners, for the most part, so successful right now?
1: Right. And that's that's the thing. I, I heard it. I forget who I heard it from a couple of weeks ago, but this is a team of almost players that have been cast out their whole careers mm-hmm. and, and now are now coming together with an opportunity to redefine their own image. Uh, when you look at this team, there's one name that stands out.
0: Well, yeah, I could argue that. But it, yeah, maybe, I, maybe a
1: couple. Mm-hmm. A couple that stand out that have been you know, veterans that have been around for a while that have done some things, but for me, it's James Neal. Yeah, no I mean, for sure. He, he's the real deal. There's no lying for that. He is, uh, obviously, he's been a little bit of a journeyman. He's, mm-hmm. he's been around, but he's been an impact player everywhere he's been. Yeah, no for sure. And here's the big thing about James Neal. He's not the whole story this year. You have had games where he's not even making an impact. I'm sure he is making an impact, but I'm not on the score sheet. And this team's still winning. Yeah, for sure. Um I'm honestly stunned by their performance. So that, would you say it's the offense that's surprising you the most? The offense, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably probably the full game on both sides of the ice. Just the fact that there's a lack of experience on the D-line. Uh, how about the goaltending situation? That's what I was going to bring up. I, I, I just don't know how this team's doing it. I don't know where they're finding this fight from. You're looking at experienced teams across the league who are kind of floundering right now. Mm-hmm. And then you look at this team and it's... I'll be honest with you; they're fun to watch.
0: Oh, absolutely! No, I don't think anyone's going to argue that. Uh, you know, they're playing with a lot of fire. I think that, you know, there's it, it doesn't matter. You know, we think we think about the U.S. versus Russia, the Miracle on Ice, and stuff. In so many different situations, that it doesn't always matter if you're playing a more skilled team or a more experienced team. Because with motivation and momentum, you can really overtake a game. You just have to get a couple minutes going your way, a couple cu- couple lucky bounces, and you're all of a sudden winning the game. And I think that that really sparked the Knights in the beginning. Because of the horrible events that happened in Vegas, that we obviously you know, would have heard yeah. of that did not happen, um, but I think that they are really taking that energy and running with it. They're a city that is fired up right now. Um, I think that they just kind of hit the ground running and took it from there.
1: Yeah, I agree with that for sure. I think that... They there's this culture that, they're, you know, as a new team, there is no culture in place. Mm-hmm. You get traded to a, a Rangers, to a Boston, to a Chicago, to a Detroit, an original six organization where there's all this history, all this uh, bias of what the standard should be there. Mm-hmm. This is an expansion team. All right, let's talk about some other teams who have, are recently in the league, the Florida Panthers. Okay,
0: what script are they writing? Nothing right now exactly or at least you know very behind the scenes kind of right. in the shadows arizona no exactly <laughs> that's, that's that's i think that is um i think that that is a good transition from the knights is yeah. that that's, that's actually my biggest surprise i still think more than it's close and it's tough but i i don't understand the coyotes are what is their record now exactly i here.
1: believe it is 111 and 1 i thought
0: okay either that or a 110 and 1 nonetheless Close here. They did lose last night to Detroit. Oh, was that? Okay, was that? That's probably it then. You're probably right. But they beat the Flyers in overtime to get their first win. But before that, they had a 10-game losing streak. Yeah. And I don't comprehend how that's possible. Yeah, they're 1-11-1. You're exactly right. They have three points. Top of the league right now has 21 points. Yep. How? Okay. They're a team that's... They, ha- they haven't been good in a couple years. That is right. not even arguable. But they picked up, let's see, in their offseason, they picked up Antti Ranta. Yep. Super quality goaltender. They got rid of Mike Smith, who was another, he's being a great goalie in Calgary right now. He's mm-hmm. sure up and down, I think, a lot of times, but right now he's killing it. Um, but they replaced him with Ranta. They grabbed Jalmerson. Yeah. They grabbed Stephon Yep. Um, I mean, they have Clayton Keller, yep. who's an amazing rookie. Who I mean, am I missing anything right now? The point is, I don't see how they didn't get better.
1: I, I I totally agree. I mean, Max Domi mm-hmm. on the first line. They lost Shane Doan. Exactly. They did lose Shane Doan, older veteran, but...
0: That's more later, of a locker room Leader presence. in the locker room, exactly.
1: Derek Stepan I like a lot. Yeah. Anthony Duclair on the second okay. line. Now, when he came in the lead two years ago, he didn't have the impact that an Eichel's having, a McDavid, maybe Madden's. an Alexander Radulov. Mm-hmm. You can name a couple others. Dylan Larkin coming back now. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Um, he didn't have that kind of impact, but he is... He has enough skill to where he, he can definitely contribute on a nightly basis, especially as a second liner in Arizona. My, my big stunning point with Arizona is their top four defensemen, Oliver ekman Larson, Jason Demers, Alex Golgoski, and Nicholas Jalmerson. Mm-hmm. How is your goal differential minus 21?
0: Well, I agree. Totally. The thing is, though, what is single-handedly seeming to kill them is, go- is goaltend. Absolutely. Because what, when did, um, I don't even know, when did Ronta get injured? That's because that's the thing. It was earlier in the season, I believe. And then Louis Deming has since gotten his role as a starter Mm -hmm. and then lowered down that list to now he is kicked out, he's on waivers, and I, I, God love him, and I hope that this isn't the case. I'd love to see him rebound. I don't know if he's ever going to get a job in the NHL again. Scott Wedgwood. Scott Wedgwood. Now now it's Scott Wedgwood as their starting goaltender until Antirante gets better. So I I think that's it. And I think out. it's just a collapse on defense, and a collapse in, in, the, in the in the net.
1: And you've got Nicholas Jomerson, who's now hurt. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be out for some time, I believe. That was a pretty nasty uh, injury he has. So I don't know what is up with that team. They're, they are got competition out in the West.
0: It's, yeah. I, I, well, there's nowhere easy to be right now in the league. Because the West was the powerhouse for a while, and now the East is kind of the powerhouse. And the West hasn't gotten that much worse. I agree. So, uh, there's really no play. I mean, I guess, honestly, the Pacific is probably the best place to be. But then you got the Golden Knights now, who are actually taking charge. The Kings are back, which, again, is another surprise for me. Uh-huh. Uh, Ducks are same as uh, same as usual. Um, and then, like, the Canucks and Flames are kind of getting in there. And the Oilers. And the San Oilers Jose, who are another surprise. You can
1: never cross off San Jose. So, we kind
0: of just said that everyone <laughs> in, yeah, the, in the, in the exactly. division is not, you know, not bad. And there's teams who
1: I know are only 12 games in. There's dark horse teams in the West. Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, Edmonton Oilers. Who should be in the cup final, in theory? And you can't predict that right now because of how they started. They started very mediocrely. Seven points. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's not great.
1: And they have so much talent on that team. After just going through kind of a rebuild the last couple years, uh, moving players around and making some big picks, and I, I just... Is this team? Is this league this even, right now? Or is this is this really just the greater story of there's a transition of the guard? The old guys are getting older and can't hang with the young guys, and the young guys are just taking over now. I mean, I think a little bit of both. I think that's for
0: sure. I mean, you've seen now the Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. They are a playoff team. Totally. Last year was not a fluke. I probably, They are a playoff team now. You know, whether they miss one or two the next ten years or so, it's not going to be outstanding if they make it. The right. Oilers, same thing. They've been used to not making the playoffs. Now they're going to. Even the Devils, I guess, are like the, um... Still kind of the ones that are out of... We, I, I don't want to make bets on the Devils yet. Because they are currently... They're at the top of the... Uh, they're at the top of the Metropolitan, rather. Which is... Yep. The toughest division in the in the league. Totally. And they're fourth in the league. With uh, three fewer games played, though, than the top two.
1: The New Jersey Devils would be my biggest surprise outside of Vegas. I think... Corey Schneider has stood on his head. Yeah. Um... Sorry, got to give a shout out to my fantasy team. I dropped him. I had to make a move last week, no, but I didn't. he has been very good. Mm-hmm. I think they've had some injuries. Travis Zajac, Kyle Palmieri, um, and Andy Green are out of the lineup, mm. and those guys are depth guys that are only going to add. I mean, Taylor Hall, Adam Henrique, these guys are on the scorecard like every night. It seems like Jimmy Hayes. I just. No, they I think when they get these players back from injury,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they just become more of a depth team. And they've to be honest with you, I think they've underperformed the last couple of years. Yeah, for sure. But I think what's going on in New
0: Jersey is actually kind of exciting. Oh, absolutely. That's that's a thing too, is that I feel like there's a couple teams here and New Jersey is definitely one of them. Where their record or I guess there's a lot of deceiving records right now. We talk about it, we're yes. probably gonna talk about it from the uh Sorry, I gotta come. Okay. We get we we talk about it from the Hawks' perspective, whereas their their record at least for a hot minute now it's now it's five hundred. Um, their record was a lot better than they were. Yeah. Right now, I think that in the last couple years and definitely even right now, like there are teams that are playing much better than their records. I agree. And there are teams that have in the past played much worse that are much much okay much better than. What I'm trying to say is I think the Devils are not as bad as people think that they are. Same with, like, the Senators, who obviously made it one game away, one goal away from the Stanley Cup Final. A lot of times that, you know, they're playing well. They're just getting not-lucky bounces. They're not, they're having, you know, they let a couple minutes get away from them. And then that can change the entire season.
1: that's what's incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it really is that one shift sometimes that can change the whole culture of your team, the whole culture of your season, Um, you know. We'll see what happens. You brought up Ottawa. They're talking. They got talk- some big injuries up there too. Yeah, well, Arthur. back. he is back. Bobby Ryan, Kyle Terrace I mean, mm-hmm. those are those are some key guys that they need on their squad. And I just think that as we transition into now, kind of that point in the season where you would think that separation is going to start to come. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, there are a few uh, divisions where things are kind of tight. Um, but I, I think you're going to start to see which teams really have the legs, which teams really have the offense. It's, it's, you're, fir- you're through the first month. Now you're getting into the grind time where, yeah. I mean, it's, you're really going to see what you've got. These are the
0: body paragraphs of the entire you know, exactly. season coming up, in which you got the beginning out of the way, the end's coming up at some point, you know, in March and April. But right now, man, it's this stretch through, until the spring, basically. You know, this is the grind. This is, you know, what you have to strive for. But I would be remiss before we move off of the surprises, I guess, that Tampa Bay is just, I mean, they didn't make the playoffs last year. And then the year before, was the Penguins win again? I can't remember. Did they not make it then either? I believe they did, but did I they the they Canadians. were
1: exit. I Could be wrong.
0: Okay, we'll look that up. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, the point is um, they're absolutely outstanding, and I don't see how anyone could not pick them as the – the Stanley Cup winner. I don't care about... You know, it doesn't even... Again, that's... This is one of those situations where you don't even... If I'm not even looking at the standings. Because they are the top of the league right now. They're they're tied with the Blues. But top of the league, they're playing out of their minds.
1: Well, listen to some of these names. Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov, Andre Pilat, Braden Point, Tyler Johnson, JT Brown. Ryan Callahan's a fourth liner in Tampa <laughs> Bay right now. I mean, they've got... Experience on the D-line. Victor Hedman obviously has been the staple there for a while. Mm-hmm. Dan Girardi has come on. Anton Stralman, And their goaltending, Andrew Vasileski and Peter Buda. I mean. Oh,
0: Buda. Yeah, Buda is their backup goalie. Yeah. Who led. Okay, yeah, who was a starter last this year. This team is is it's deep. Mm-hmm. It's fast.
1: Mm-hmm. It is super fast.
0: Stupid offensive.
1: I like John Cooper's coaching style. And I, you got to take this all the way back to the 2015 Stanley Cup Final against the Blackhawks. I think Tampa Bay is a team that's being built to last, and they're going to be
0: competitive for a while. It's that's they're. Um, I think that they're one of the saddest examples of getting overshadowed. I agree because I think that the Penguins are the cream of the crop, mm-hmm. rightfully so. And I honestly, I think that the Capitals are second place into people in the East looking and being like, "That's the team. That's scary." Whereas, like, no. I mean, I think that the Lightning mind their differences in jerseys because they look the exact same. But the Lightning and the Maple Leafs are the two deepest teams in the league right now. Yeah. In terms of you look at their fourth lines and you're just like, what? Whereas, like, so many teams, you can look at their third, their fourth lines and be like, okay, that's a third, that's a fourth line. They're out there to, you know, make a physical impact, that kind of stuff. But these guys, they are built top to bottom to score, to defend. It. I mean, they're very, they're very, very well-rounded. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, how do you think, let's focus on a couple here that we think. So we pointed out the Coyotes for a while. We pointed out the Vegas Golden Knights for a while. Let's see. I guess we talked about Tampa. We talked about New Jersey. Those are pretty much the main four we talked about. But I guess we can kind of throw throw Chicago in there, too. Because that's kind of what we're thinking, even though we want to spit it out. Yeah, let's talk about Chicago for a minute, eh? What I was going to say is, how do you think that... What do you think that this rest of the season is going to be for these teams? Do you think it's staying surprisingly good, surprisingly bad? Do you think they're going to change? Or, you know, what are you... What is your opinion on that?
1: Uh, Personally... A pretty good bet. Arizona's, uh,
0: yeah, it's gonna be a long year for Arizona. <laughs> looking,
1: you think they're ready for the uh, the lottery, the draft lottery? I think so. I think at this point, it's let's not give up our first round, our first pick in the draft. Um, Vegas, I don't know. I really don't know. I think, I think they're maybe a five hundred team by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But you remember, the playoffs take half the league. Yeah. Have to lead makes the playoffs. So, do they get in? Do they mix it up in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Tampa Bay, I think they're going to sustain
0: for a while. Oh God, yeah. Oh, okay, and God willing. Knock on wood. Oh, Steven Stamkos. Every no one gets injured because that. that I mean that's single handedly why they haven't been in the playoffs last year it's, Again, these team that this team that is in the upper echelon that is elite. They they haven't been in the playoffs. They haven't succeeded because of injuries. And so hopefully yep. that doesn't that doesn't afflict them again because that would. No, no, no! Hockey fan deserves to not see that because they are, mark my pun uh, or mind my pun, they are electrifying. They are electrifying. electrifying. Nice. They are for sure. But yeah, I mean, you look at you look at the Pacific here. I mean, dude, I, I first the Golden Knights had Flurry as their goalie, outstanding goalie. Yep. Then they had well, first they had Pickard. Yep. They traded Pickard. Then they had Subban. Suban yes. Subban got injured. Then. They have Dahlen, or No, I'm not Dallin. Dansk. Oscar Dansk. One of the stars of the NHL for the week. Yep. Now he's injured. <laughs> this,
1: now you've got uh, Maxime Lagasse, Lagasse. Yeah, who's never started. Before, and they've just called out from HR. the WHL Dylan Ferguson as their emergency goalie. Um, I don't know. This is literally just every curveball <laughs> that I feel can be thrown at a team. I, I, I Really you would think they've got to come down to earth at some point.
0: I, I think that, I, I'm saying I think that this is it. They're obviously, I don't, I mean, Coyotes are holding up the bottom. They're doing a pretty good job of, you know, hope sustaining the bottom. And God willing, I just, I, I feel so bad when the, when the when the worst team in the league doesn't get the top pick, like the Avs yeah. last year. I yeah. mean, that just that's just not cool. So hopefully they sustain it and, and can keep that, at least as some kind of, you know, some kind of silver lining. Um, but I don't know, I mean, I mean, I think that the Golden Knights are not going to make the playoffs. I still stand by that. Um, I think that, you know, until their goalies come back, they're going to start to stagnate. I think that that rush is starting to decline. I starting to get, you know, a lot of these players are going to see, you know, their first grind, kind of yeah. what we've talked about. They have to mesh as a team more, and we'll see. Like I said, I, I could be wrong. I, part of me kind of hopes I'm wrong, cause I, uh, the, just for the memes, just for the stories. But you're looking at Vegas, or no, sorry, L.A.'s a lock for the playoffs, in my book, for the Pacific. You gotta assume the Ducks are a lock. You gotta assume they'll find a way. Yeah, but then then it comes between. I mean, San Jose and the Oilers. You have to imagine one of them stands up. It's just it's so it's so murky right now. But oh, and then by the way, the Colorado Avalanche don't suck. I guess that's my last little. Yeah,
1: the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, what's up? Good I don't thing. know. Early season success mm-hmm. is, that a, is that a thing? I mean, this team is not deep. Nathan nope. McKinnon, Gabriel Landeskog, Matt Duchene.
0: I mean, they they've had no reason to be as bad as they are, and hopefully they get rid of uh, Matt Duchesne. because yeah. Matt Duchesne desperately wants out. He wants out. By God, he does. Absolutely. And by the way, speaking of Matt Duchesne, we both we both grew up with the Blackhawks. Yeah. Matt Duchesne grew up with the Avalanche. Yeah. They were his home. They were his favorite team. Yeah. And to want to escape that team as bad as he does. That is a that is a nightmare, and that's why it's, I don't know, man. I, that that story makes me really sad because it's like, can you imagine you finally get to play for like the Blackhawks and you just want out so bad? Like right, that's how poorly right. you're treated. That's how bad the team's been. You don't feel like you're you feel like you're wasting your prime. Yeah, for so sure. Get get Duchene off that team. That's that's
1: kind of an interesting way of looking at it, Matt mm-hmm. Duchesne. Um, I don't know. I mean, goaltending. Same Verlamov. Jonathan Bernier is your backup. Yeah, who was a starter in Toronto a couple of years ago. Again, lost Pickard, but lost Pickard, but they're enough to where when you see them
0: on the schedule, you're like, uh uh-oh. Now they are. Especially with the way scored six goals against the Blackhawks again against the well against mostly the backup. Did Crawford let up any goals against the backup goalie for the most part? Right. Um,
1: I just think that when you see them on the schedule, it's it's all of a sudden you you probably wrote them off last year. Absolutely. You're not writing them off this year. Nope. If we're gonna focus in the West,
0: mm-hmm. we should talk about this. We're uh, talking about the Hawks. We should talk about this little problem. <sighs> okay. okay. Now you mentioned yesterday a little, little peek behind the curtains here. You, we talked about Coach Q. <laughs> yeah. You, I think, were a little more, a little more, a uh, little more uh, jumping to conclusions than me. I think. Maybe. A little more, a little more. You know, you had something in mind. You were really pretty. You were pretty stern that you think that Q's in the hot seat.
1: Right. I'm not sure he's totally in the hot seat, but I do think that in the way this world works, mm-hmm. as we've seen with a couple other teams where there's been success, um, you've had two first-round exits in the playoffs, and you have two of the top NHL players on your team with Cain Taves. You've still got a top 10 probably defenseman in Duncan mm-hmm. Keith. Yeah, no. I, you've I, got I, great talent. John Hayden is... Been a nice surprise. Schmaltz. Nick Schmaltz. Hartman. Hartman. Debrinkat. I'm still waiting. I'll argue, for, I'll still, argue with Debrinkat. I'm still waiting for him to prove himself. I'll argue with Debrinkat. He's yeah. now on the top line with Taves and Panic. I don't know
0: how that's going to pan out. Well, well uh, speak speaking the devil, they play tonight. They do play tonight. That's, uh, that is the uh, the Wednesday night rivalry because they played in the final once seven years ago. So they're rivals now. Yes. That's NBC growing the sure, game. Sure. Um, there was an article yesterday from uh,
1: Mark Lazarus. mm mm-hmm. Great Hawks beat writer. Love you. Love you, Les. Um, Come on our show, Les. If you're listening. uh, He has an AMA tomorrow. I'll ask him. Do it. Yeah, do it. Um, Coach Q went off in practice yesterday. Mm -hmm. I mean, went off. It it almost sounds like it was the scene out of Miracle, where the guys were just skating sprints at the end of of practice. Yeah. Um, And then I went on to read that a couple guys in the locker room were like, you know, it's been very interesting how this team's kept their composure. And now this is the first time when there's really been a blow up mm-hmm. the last time I can remember reading something like this was Mike Yo in Minnesota a couple years ago he didn't last long
0: mm-hmm. now the thing is I will say I I, I, I agree with your point Mike Yo didn't win three cups that's true so I think true. that that's the thing I'm so the thing that really makes me worried when we think about the potential of letting Q go is we, we talked about this again the other day, too, but I'm going to mention it on the, on the cast. I promise. <laughs> he will, as soon as we drop him, he will get picked up immediately, like the day of, mm-hmm. and he will go on to coach a very successful team because that's just how the world works. Absolutely. And so that's something that, if it's, if it's a necessary change for the team, I can see it, but then you get rid of Q, I don't see another coach out there to, that we can pick up. You know, a lot of coaches were available last year. They're all taken now. You know, yeah. uh, Gallant, Gallant went to Vegas. Hitchcock went to Dallas. I mean, like all these, all these guys are moving around. I don't think that getting rid of Q is going to benefit them.
1: I I agree. I don't think it's time yet. Yeah. Uh, just thinking about the reports out of New York with Elaine Vigneault. He's on the hot seat. No, I don't want. I don't want Vigneault. I'm not a fan of him at yeah, all. I don't want to Vigneault. be honest with you, but it's. I just think the conversation was definitely being had last year when they we got swept by Nashville. The conversation came up. Are they off to a terrible start?
0: No. Well, I mean quite the opposite, frankly. They were off to an amazing start. They
1: were off to a great start through a couple games. But is this is this division still within reach? Absolutely. I mean, St. Louis is the only team that... St. Louis and Nashville. But St. you're still Louis close.
0: Is, St. Louis is good. Man.
1: St. Louis is really good. But it's not impossible. At all. I think there's a long season ahead of them. I... You've got some old legs. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of young
0: legs. You got me? a young legs for sure. It's just, dude, looking at this, we're only the Hawks are only two points out. So okay, well, I don't, I don't mean to be like we're sobbing the seasons over anything like that. The thing is that they have lost three in a row. And yeah. they've lost three in a row against teams that they could have beaten. They, that's the, that's the thing. They is, they yeah, barely. I stand by this. They barely came out alive against the Coyotes, the worst team in the league. They, I mean, they just. They, Again, their record in the beginning specifically because of that 10-goal game against the Penguins has been extremely deceiving yes. because they're not as good as their record says.
1: That's the big thing.
0: And every one of their mom is predicting that they're not going to make the playoffs, and they have been since you know the beginning of the season and stuff. I don't know about that. If it even comes down to a wild card, you get it and anything can happen. Because this team can't stay good forever. That's the one thing is that you can keep right. trying. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they're there yet. You know, I have problems with Taves personally, and I think that controversially, and this is super controversial. I think I would get rid of Bowman before I'd get rid of Q. Really? Yes. Yeah, because you see, I've had I've had a problem. I guess the last couple of years, and I think that this is becoming more more of a majority opinion. Is that Taves' contract is kind of unnecessary? I love Taves. Yeah. I stand by Taves. I actually, again, we talk about. If you were going to start a team right now, who would you start with? Taves is one of my top contenders. Taves. Yeah, one of them. Absolutely. One of them. One of them. you need a leader. But you can't. I know, again, we talked just a couple minutes ago about how the standings don't always matter in regards to how good your team is. Your team could be better than your standings. Your team could be worse than your standing. I, it, it, whether or not he gets the points that Kane does, for example, or gets the points that Connor McDavid does, I don't think that he should be getting the same ballpark of pay as them. Specifically, when Sidney Crosby is weird and wants and is super um, superstitious, and so he wants to get paid eight point seven million because that's his number eighty seven, all that stuff. Right. I don't see how Sidney Crosby making two million less. I don't see how Connor McDavid's barely making any more. Carey Price is making making barely any more. I think that without if you cut the Taves contract, two million. You know, he's at eight million still, something like that. That's still a crazy amount, and that could that could sign you some players. That could get you depth. That could have kept, maybe Panera, probably not. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. this could this could change leeway. You know, you could have, you could definitely kept like Teravine and You know, you could have kept Shaw even if you didn't uh, want Shaw, these players necessarily. And that would be,
1: to your point. I'm just saying, if you think about one thing that's really been missing for me over the last couple of years, grit is grit is Shaw is a guy who can get in there and be scrappy and mix things up. And again, that character, that culture of the locker room. I don't want to just see. You know these guys go out there and just play. I want to see him mix it up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that Hartman is Hartman doing, is doing his best, doing his best to fill that character. I agree. Um, That's the first thing I
0: thought when he came in the league was, hey, he's kind of <laughs> he's got a little scrappy side to him. But what sucks though is that Hartman's good. And I, uh, Hartman Hartman is a good player. Yeah, and I think that sometimes he kind of throws that away to be the archetype grinder yeah. and enforcer. And it's like, okay, well, dude, if you kind of stuck to the play, maybe we could have made something happen, get the puck to the net. Um, but I, yeah, it's. You got a reliable team. You got a team right now, though, that, like, you look up and down the roster. I don't see one player. Okay, I guess, like, Jan, or, um, I can't pronounce his first name, Ruda. Yeah. He's super surprising. Um, you know, Hayden's been good in that kind of stuff. There's players who have been decent, but overall, no one's bringing the intensity they brought those first couple games. Everyone is sitting back. No one looks, like, intense out there. No one looks like they're fighting for a spot. They look complacent, and that's what's going to worry me that's what's gonna be worth I me. Mean. If they're in the middle of the pack, come January, come next month, I guess December, you kind of start, I guess, start getting nervous because teams are looking to fight. You know, well, Vegas, Los Angeles looking like they want to fight, Vegas looking like they want to fight. Yeah, and that's what, and that's what I got out of the artic, uh,
1: article from Lazarus was, I think Sharp was quoted in saying it, Patrick Sharp, that there just needs to be this intensity that's not there, and if you can be intense in practice and not just go through the motions. Then you can be intense on the ice when you really need to be. Mm -hmm. Those teams from 2010 through 2015 were able to turn the key when they needed to. You always, you just, you kind of knew, watch out. I don't care if you're down two goals at the end of a playoff
0: game. When Tave scores two goals against the Ducks, you know, with a minute left or something?
1: It's, it's, that is what's missing. Mm -hmm. That, that ability to turn, kick it into gear. And is that tired legs? Is that, the people you're playing with, mm-hmm. everything has been really positive around Hawks Camp this year. It was yeah. super positive going into the season. And then, first game? First, yeah. Second, <laughs> second game against the Blue Jackets, they looked great. Yeah. And then they came out hot, and maybe it's just, maybe this is just one of those ups and downs.
0: Yeah. But uh, then, who, okay, so what do you think would make the biggest difference right now? Do you think that they need to make a move? Do you think that the roster's fine and they just need to change their their tone or their, their, their mood? Or do you think that they need to make a change? Do you think that they could use anything that would really turn it around?
1: I think you're missing the veteran presence of Marion Hosa. Veteran presence? That's what I think you're missing. I think you've got a lot of young guys. I mean, I love Hosa. Yeah, absolutely. And he was definitely not what he used to be. Mm-hmm. But I just think if you have one more guy out there, Taves is playing with Panic and Debrink Hat. Panic, I think, is a player that has a ton of upside. I think he's got one of the heaviest shots on the team. Mm-hmm. He's very good. Super smart player. Super smart player. But at the same time, just, I don't know, to be honest with you. I just What a host of help. I don't know, man. You don't get Cody Franson if host is not injured or is. His yeah, host is saving us some money. You, you don't get sure. Cody Franson without him. You've got Michael Roosevelt and Gustav Forsling who are injured right now. Um, so you're working with what you got. Connor Murphy? Let me ask you this. I
0: have a plan. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. I see his plan now. He's,
1: he's been scratched a few times. Making
0: 3.8? Yeah,
1: and he's been scratched a few times. C- can you remember distinctly when Nick Jomerson was not a write-in every night? You know what I mean? I mean, I think, I know he's young, and I know he doesn't have necessarily years of experience, but... Signed in for the next four years, too. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, is Nick Jomerson what you're missing?
0: I think so. I think, I think that that is going to go down as a bad trade. Think so? I think day one people were like that was not the best, and I think that that's kind of stood. I mean, I, looking now, I mean, you could say what you want about Brent Seabrook. I, I like Brent Seabrook. I've, i you know, he scored arguably my favorite goal ever against the Red, D- the Red Wings. Saturday. Yeah, that's why. Time. I, I have a jersey of his. Yeah. Throwback uh, the 2010 throwback kind of thing going. There you go. Um, I love. I mean, he's great. And the thing about him is that apparently, if you read what anyone says about him, that he is he is the captain in a lot of ways. Like he holds that locker room. He has a massive presence. People like what he's doing on the ice. But he's signed at 6.8 mil for the next one, two, three, four, five, six years. He's 32. Yeah. He's gonna be 38 when that contract lets up. And if you can find anyone in the league who's gonna take a six point eight million dollar, you know, thirty-two-year-old, I'd be really surprised. So I think that I think that again, you look at it's all about the money. And that's why, that's why. Again, I can't get mad at Bowman because the three cups, man. You know, he's made smart decisions in the past. He's signed, you know, young players, players that you wouldn't see coming, and then all of a sudden they're amazing. But I can't look at, like, the Taves contract. I can't look at the Seabrook contract and think, wow, if either of them took $2 million less, that's $4 million extra dollars. You know? They have $3 million in cap space right now. That $7 million could get them a really good player. Yeah. It's like those; those are the kind of decisions right now that I really think are starting to bite them. Is that they're getting to the end? They're getting to the point where these contracts are really starting to eat up the, the entire cap. Um, oh, that's the, just me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, you can you can beat on this team for a while. I, to be honest with you, I think there's still there's a tremendous upside. Again, we're only twelve games in. You're gonna have to see what happens over the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Winnipeg scares me right now.
0: Feel yeah, like the truth. another team that should have made the playoffs last year, given how they played. I mean, they're really good. They're yeah, they're stupid and they're, again, stupid offensively talented. They're very good. I mean,
1: you just you look at guys like Shifley, Big Blake Wheeler had a what a night the other night against the Pens against the Pens. Brian um, Little, Nick Ellers,
0: Patrick Liney. I mean, these are Liney's having a bad year too. He is. He is. That's a, that says something because when he steps up too, that's another layer to. You know, he was one of the best goal scorers last year, period. I don't care if he's a rookie. I mean he he did amazing. And Connor Hellebuck. Yeah. I mean shouldn't be as good as he is. Or no, wait, is Steve, wait, Steve Mason playing? Mason is their backup, yes. Mason's their backup? Okay. Gotcha, gosh, gotcha, gotcha. Connor Hellebuck has been very
1: good. And they've got Matthew Perot, who's injured right now. Mm-hmm. I, I, I Adam Lowry too. Adam Lowry as well. I think I think Winnipeg's is frightening. And they're physical. They're big. Haven't they're won a playoff team. game in
0: quite a while. Yeah, they're big though. Yeah. And and that's. Speaking of, did you see the? Did you see Patrick Liney's transformation? Yes. Physically? Yes. The dude looks like a different person. He does because he gained a bunch of weight off season, like muscularly. Like he yeah. looks like he was like you know he was, he was pretty thin, you know, pretty wiry guy, and now well, he's you just jacked. T- you could tell he was young, Yeah. for sure. Um.
1: I, I don't know. Patrick Kane still looks young. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that's, I don't want to talk about Patrick Kane. That scares me so much thinking of his age. That is for sure. Twenty-eight. So we still got ten years left in theory. But God, please, please don't leave us. Um, the one, and then the last thing about the Hawks because I, I have another thing I want to talk about specifically. Um, Debrinkit. little man. What are your thoughts on him? He's got one goal so far. Am I right?
1: I believe that's still correct. just one. I believe that's correct. I, I think she's he was a big unknown coming into the season mm-hmm. um, and again he's another guy who was positively talked about coming yeah. out of their camp. One goal um, playing on the first line now mm-hmm. he's fast he's almost got a little bit of a Tara Vinen presence out there to where he just kind of floats I feel like mm-hmm. really good skater. Mm-hmm. Um, does he need time to grow? I think so. Does he need? Does he need to to put on some weight, or put on some muscle?
0: That's what I. I mean, I, that's that's my standpoint. Do honestly. you think about him as a Tyler Johnson in a way? I don't know about that. You see, I, I mean, I think that right now, because we, we talked about what the Hawks need. I think that they need to find a way to replace Panarin fast because that's what Sod in theory was doing. But Sod's on the top line. I think that they need someone who, with Kane, can just tear stuff up. Well, did you see, they, they, just recently, now Sod's gonna play on the. Second line with Schmaltz and Kane. I mean, that that could be hot. I mean, we'll see it tonight against the... Uh, we'll see it in two hours, right? Wait, no, that's probably going to be sooner. Five minutes. Five minutes? Yeah. All right, going got to wrap this baby up in like you got to wrap this All up. All right, anyway, um, we don't a lot to talk about, you know? It's a, it's a good one. But, um, what are you going to say? Um, No, I, I'd love to see Kane spark with someone. That'd be really nice because I I, mean, I think Taves... I, I, you know, I've i crapped on Taves a bunch this, pod, this podcast. I think that Taves did great at the beginning of the season. I think with Sod and Panic he's electrifying I think that he's really good he has you know space you know he gets perfect timing get he's a great passer but I, I don't know you just you need you need to solidify those top two lines because all the shuffling right now they need to figure out something personally I would have liked to see Hinestroza get rewarded for how well he plays I think I would replace Hinestroza right now to brink it that's my really? really controversial bomb of the day. Vinny Haney? I'm not, <laughs> like, like I'm not what, a big fan of Vinny. I, I like think. promoting the hard work. He plays hard. He, he hard, plays hard, man. He st- stupid hard. And I don't mean to insult Dabrinkit, because Dabrinkit, I'm sure he plays hard too. He's fast. Yeah. He's got a good shot. But, again, it's Dabrinkit needs another year. And, again, maybe I'm going to look stupid. Maybe he's going to end up winning the Calder when he scores 300 goals in the next 70 games. I don't know. But all I'm saying right now is that Alex DeBrincat is someone who's gonna be really, really good. He's a minus four right now. He's got one goal. And that was off a sick feed from Sharp too. I just Sharpie. I would like. I would. He, when he gets older, he's gonna be amazing. But now they just they started his his entry level contract by playing him in so many games. Right. It's like I I I would have stepped off a little bit. But hey man, if he's if he's doing the stuff at training camp, if they're impressed with him, then keep him on. But I would have liked to see some younger guys who you know have shown their stuff in the past. Get another shot. So maybe that's just me. Maybe maybe I'm not a coach. They know what they're doing, you gotta you gotta hope, but um that's that's what I probably would have done. But that's the blackhawks right now.
1: Yeah. Enough about the Blackhawks. Hey, let's <laughs> transition to the Eastern Conference a little bit. Sure. Briefly, maybe. Sure, um sure. Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you, I watched so much Penguins games films this year, mm-hmm. just outside, going back and watching Documentaries on penguins? No, just uh, no. I know. Just, just old game footage. Um, I really like what they have, and and I think that there's a still room for improvement. Of course, I think that they've had some rough nights in recent days, and it seems like when they're bad, they're really bad. Um, yeah. But that's what I was gonna bring up. That being said, I don't know. I think there's, I think there's a, there's still a, a legitimate. Um, threat in the National Hockey League. Think. Well, yeah. I mean, I can't not, count them out. I can't say they're gonna a Pete. I think Tampa Bay's gonna take care of that. Oh, but my. I think uh, I just you look at you look at this lineup, man. Gensel, Crosby, Shiri, and Shiri is just lighting up all the time. It seems like yeah, looks really good. Rust, Malkin, and
0: Kessel, and then you got Hornquist on your third line. Mm. Uh, no, the thing is about the Penguins. First off, there's not a single player on the team with a uh, uh, every te- every player on the team has a minus right now in yes. goals. So overall, defensively they haven't been good. You know, Murray. That's very true. Murray is an outstanding goaltender. I think that he's had a lot of things go his way. I think that he, I I still think he has to earn his. He's got two Stanley Cups. He was a rookie last year technically. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna crap on him or anything, but. He's a goalie that I think needs to to go through the fire a little bit. I think that he needs to see those seven goal games, like he did against um, he did against the Jets the other day. I think that he, you know, the ten goal game against the Hawks that was Miami playing though. But yeah, that's the thing is that I think that they need to round up defensively because they lost um, it was Kunitz, right? They lost Kunitz. Mm-hmm. and um, they lost Flurry.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you know you got they got to tighten up a little the weight, bit. The wait, the wait is definitely on Matt Murray. Yeah, um, for sure. I think. He's got to have one bad year eventually. So I'm just saying that could only build him in the end. The one
1: thing that i got a couple guys in the comments here who are uh, tuning Sorry, in. Sorry, I'll right take it on that. Got to give a little shout-out to my man Joe Trichler. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I appreciate it. The big-time hockey fan. Um, he will agree with, uh, where was I going with this? Oh, Pittsburgh. They are, a couple of these players are one hit away from, from it being over. I mean, Chris Letang, his health is vital.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Sidney Crosby, how much more can he take? God, I was terrified that. Malkin. He was gonna... Malkin has missed plenty of time in his career. Mm-hmm. There are some guys on this squad who they just need to stay healthy. And I think if, if Pittsburgh stays healthy, they're a threat. If not, some of these guys are one hit away from, from trouble.
0: Well yeah, no, I mean absolutely the thing is, again, I don't I don't want to sit here the I will make controversial opinions all day long. The one thing is I can't I just can't sit here and insult the penguins. Because I was sure they wouldn't win last year with all their injuries, with everything going on, I was completely sure they weren't going to win the year before because they were bad for quite a while. Then they, you know, they hired Sullivan and rose like a phoenix. But they—they they just find a way. That's what we talk about the Hawks. But the Penguins have not lost their touch, and until they lose dramatically or get swept or some, it's going to take—it's going to take something big for me to like lose faith in them because I just. You look like an idiot as soon as you lose trust in them because then they prove them, prove you wrong. They come back. They win. They score the overtime goal. It's like they're as good as it gets.
1: Oh, I think Mike Sullivan's done a great job. Um, Absolutely. It's uh, just coming in after a team that was constantly struggling under Dan Bilesma. You know, they had success, but not in the latter part of his time there. Um, I got to be honest with you. It, Ask you, I should say. Do you think that the resurgence in, in the later career of Sidney Crosby now of the Penguins does that give you some hope that our Blackhawks maybe maybe in a couple of years still have a shot at um, refinding themselves or re, re, as, as a Stanley Cup threat? Yeah. Do
0: I think it's over for the Hawks? Basically, right?
1: No. Like, has Pittsburgh shown you now over the last two years that? It's never over, or or, or in other sense, as long as those big guys are still there. Yeah, yeah. That's that's my point.
0: I mean, I get. Yeah. Again, I'm not gonna. It's kind of like with the Penguins, not to that extent, I guess, because the Hawks have disappointed me enough times with the sweep last year. Not even just the sweep, but just how few goals they scored, and with, I I guess they played well in the St. Louis series. But nonetheless, the Pens they made the final in 2008, won in 2009, and then well, yeah, 15 and 16, no, 16 and 17. Now, yeah, they've won. Mm So they've won three cups. They were in the final another time on the Blackhawks. Um, that's a good point. I mean, they took a couple of years off. They got smashed by the Rangers a couple years ago. I remember. There's always time, and as long as big play, as long as Kane and Taves are still there, and Keith, I guess those are the main three for Jeez, the Hawks. Yeah. As long as and Crawford, I guess. So as long as the four main guys are there for the Hawks, you can't say that they're just doomed. You can't say that it's over until they just shed shed one of them. Maybe you can. But right now, the team is still intact. They're just. They re- they're giving back in the supporting cast, you know, we just gotta gotta luck out with the draft, gotta luck out with the young players, gotta give the young players now time to grow. And then maybe, just like Pittsburgh has their Connor Sheary, maybe that's gonna be our Debrinket. Maybe he's gonna grow. Yeah. I'm not I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be um fatalist fatalist here and say that it's done. It's dead and they're not gonna win ever again. But there's some growing pains, man.
1: Yes, in terms of Connor Sheary, like I said, he has been Constantly, I'm not going to say he's a point of play, a point a night player, but he is. He's not too just, far off. He's involved. He's great. Sure. And yeah, my man Cody in the comments. Uh, Corey Schneider was discussed earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Corey Schneider, the the man who's standing on his head but can't make it on my fantasy team
0: right no, now. No, Schneider is um, I I don't I don't want to. we to the whole thing about this podcast right now is that I don't want to... It's kind of the awkward point where it's like we're going off of initial reactions and stuff. I don't yeah. want to predict the rest of the season when we're going to look stupid. We, I guess we talked about... We can talk about the last thing we talked about we can do, I guess, our final predictions, I guess. If oh, we want to if we, if we look stupid in sure. the future. Um, but I think Schneider is a, a Vezina, uh finalist right now. I really... I, come come April... come Or June, rather. I think that he is going to be at least up for the award. And there's a long time to go, but him quick... Um, him and quick right now are the top two goalies in my mind, and then I guess if Fleury if Fleury was still in, maybe if Fleury comes back and is just as good. They are the top three goalies right now, you know, in my mind.
1: Yeah, I mean, and then you think about guys like Henrik Lundqvist, who's yeah, you know, he's playing well. He's playing well. I'm not
0: I'm not gonna I'm not gonna crap on him.
1: Hey, we haven't touched on the Detroit Red Wings. We got Brett Hewitt and the biggest Red Wings fan I know. Oh, maybe great! We should
0: touch on them briefly. Sure, brief, sure. briefly. Um, We're rocking almost an hour at this point, man. We are. We, five, wait, wait, we got once a week. We can only do this. We got we to let it all out. Got to let it all out for sure. Um,
1: was discussing today with with my man Brent, the second line now with Andres Antoniou, Dylan Larkin, Anthony Mantha, mm-hmm. young, mm-hmm. skilled, and then the rest of the team. Look at their third line: Darren Helm, Franz Nielsen, Justin applicator. old, experienced. But slower, not getting the ice time. They have two lines there. Mm-hmm.
0: What are your thoughts on Detroit? I think Detroit, you know again, they're already doing much better than they were doing last year. Last year they were a, a train wreck. I think that Detroit right now needs to do one thing to bounce back. And I think that they are having a hard time shedding their skin and moving on. You know You look at you, you look at Zetterberg, for example. You look at Abdelkader, these these older guys, you know. I'm sorry. Wait, what's the age? Let me see here.
1: Oh, I want to say I'm not even gonna guess.
0: Justin an is 30. Okay, so
1: uh, he's not that bad.
0: He's not that bad. But you look at Zetterberg, the Muskegon maniac. <laughs> Shout out to Pierre Maguire. Let me see here. I'm just. I think that they're a team. That needs to move on and kind of step into the next because they're they're doing like a partial rebuild right now. Yes, and you, you, I, you I look get at the Maple too. Leafs, who are ben, again they're they're rarer too because you know, the Sabers are kind of doing the same thing and struggling a little more. The Maple Leafs are just lucking out in a lot of ways. Uh, but you look at yeah, you look at Zetterberg, he's thirty-seven, he's signed for the next three years after this season. You look at Franz Nielsen, he's signed for five more seasons, and yeah, you get thirty-year-olds, thirty-two-year-old, and Mike Green, they're just and Jimmy Howard. I'm just saying, overall, oh, long-term reserve uh, Franzen thirty-seven. Again, signed for two years after this year.
1: Yeah, Bridges, I think put in the comments. The third line is fourteen million of uh, your cap space.
0: I mean, you can't. Again, it's kind of with the whole Taves thing. It's kind of with the Connor McDavid thing right now. Connor McDavid's going to be fine. He's going to be amazing in the next couple years. But if he has a bad year, you're going to look at that contract and be like, "Oh, what idiot signing him." These guys when they were young, they paid up. They paid him for a long time. They paid him a bunch of money up front. But now it's starting to bite them. And I think that it's hard, it's going to be super 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 hard to find someone willing to trade with you when these guys are super old and demanding a super amount of cap space. Yeah, for but sure. Somehow, man, I think that that's it. Is that I think the Red Wings are again, better than their record says. They just need to get over this hump. They need to go over this hump, and they either need to crash and burn and get a great draft pick, and you know start going that way again, or they just need to shed their skin and find a way to get rid of these older guys, and just start their young players, get some experience, and then get going. They're holding on to their past and grabbing their future, and it's it, you know it's kind of like it's this it's this awkward transitional period in my mind. Yeah, that I really feel like they either need to like, all right, well let's let's focus on these main guys let's hope they're doing great let's hold on to the glory days or they need to just move on and again I'm not saying it's easy but I think that the future looks great for them but the present not so much
1: and you've got Antonisiu Larkin Mantha Mm -hmm. do you build around that for sure absolutely Gustav Nyquist. I'm gonna be honest with you I'm not sure he gets it done I don't you know, know man. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fanboy when it comes to Larkin point, personally. I do like Dylan Larkin for sure. Zetterberg still can compete, he's still mm-hmm. putting numbers on board. The defense in Detroit is stunning. Nick, Nicholas Cronwall is not what Nicholas Cronwall used to be.
0: 36 years old, signed for, uh, oh, no, actually, this uh, next year's last year. He's, Making 4.7 mil. Yeah. That's a 36 year old,
1: he is uh, slow. Yeah. Jonathan Erickson, same thing.
0: That's Seabrook's problem,
1: too. Just a Yeah, And these guys, these guys are the last generation, almost. You saw
0: Dotsuk leave. Yeah. You, you know, there's been... They picked up Trevor Daly. Yes. Experience. Who's 34 years old, signed for the next three years, only making 3.1. That's not horrible. But that's the... They keep... Why do you sign him?
1: He's yeah. he's 34. Oh, well, and that's what, that's what Cody just said in the comments. Detroit is a loyal organization. That that's respectable. Well, Darren I mean, Helm. That t- tells you right now. Darren Holm was in his prime when Nick Lidstrom was still on the team, you
0: know? I'm just saying, yeah, there. it's great. It's great to be honorable. It's great to be loyal. But that doesn't always win you games, man. That doesn't always win you. That doesn't always get you in the playoffs, even if it does 25 times in a row. And that's not always going to keep your fan base there. Even if it's nice to see those names that you've seen for years, sometimes you got to move on. And I think as Hawks fans, and I guess Penguins fans – Penguins have been able to hold onto the roster so well, yeah. whereas the Blackhawks keep shedding. Um, but just from this personal standpoint, like we keep losing guys. It's like oh, it sucks to lose Panera. Oh, it sucks to lose Sod originally and Darling. It's like it's hurts. Yeah, it's hard as a fan, but you gotta shed your skin if you want to stay relevant. Absolutely. It's a younger, it is a smaller, and it's a faster league. And you're looking at guys who have been playing for almost 20 years now. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think th- I think that that's that's the thing. I think that Detroit is going to be fine as long as they take a step forward instead of just standing in place. Because they're not good enough right now. I agree. They're not good enough to make the playoffs. And even if they make the playoffs, I know the whole, you know, with the Predators and the Kings a couple years ago, anything can happen once you're in. They're not good enough to make it all the way, by see. any means. Well, I have one more, th- or two more things, real quick ones, though. Quick ones. One or These are just little news blips, and then I have one conversation topic with you. Sweet. Two cancer-related ones, but they're both good news. Brian Boyle. Brian Boyle's back. Yep. That's awesome. Good game you want to watch. we got to pay attention to the Devils because he's diagnosed with leukemia. Finally back. Well deserved. He's a great player. Um, and Nicole Anderson, wife of... Um, why am I... Anderson. Craig Anderson. Craig Anderson. There you go. Yes, Craig Crowley. Anderson, wife, his wife, uh, who is diagnosed with cancer, now in remission. Uh, she is named the official ambassador of Hockey Fights Canada. Or Hockey Fights Cancer. Can- oh, Hockey Fights Canada, I think it might be. Nonetheless, the sponsor against of fighting against cancer. cancer. That's yeah. awesome. Absolutely, I awesome. love to see I love to see them making waves with that. You know, it's a it's an important cause to fight for. Um, and lastly, I wanted your opinion on these right before we go, and then we can talk about our final predictions, and then I can wrap it up. Did you see the Olympic um, jerseys revealed today? I did. Okay. Thoughts? Yikes. Okay, there we go. Okay, the uh, for people out there who haven't seen, you can go ahead and look it up. The USA and Canada Olympic jerseys were revealed. They're the only ones so far who've been revealed, um, and they are. Um, do do. They are very gross, um, and it's fair. I mean, no NHL is going to be there, so I mean, uh, I guess the uh, the quality of the team is going to represent the quality of the jersey. But I mean, yeah, I got nervous with Adidas. Adidas disappointed me in some ways, but Nike is um, not not too good with the jerseys. How do they even get the rights to the jerseys? Is it just an Olympic thing? It must be. It, it, it almost because NHL like, must have Adidas, and
1: it almost feels like it's like a soccer jersey. So basically... No, again, it's not the hockey sweater.
0: Yeah, that's it. I can agree that's, with that. That's what I feel like. It's not, it's not the sweater. I mean, like, I get the concept because for people who can't see it, it's just like... It's just for USA, it's blue for the most part. And then for Canada, it's red. You know, there's darker blue and blacks, uh, respectively. But then they have, like, these, this winged texture on the arms. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of for the leaf for Canada and for, I guess, the bald eagle for America. You know, I get the point, but they're not impressive by any means. They're, they're nothing I'd want to buy. Um, especially for Canada I think has had gorgeous sweaters in the past. Yeah. USA kind of has never been fantastic at least yeah, the last couple of years. Um, but yeah that's a shame. Again, if I, I'm going to watch the Olympics cuz it's the Olympics, Absolutely. it's awesome but no NHLers there. That sucks, man. And that then there's this weird word.
1: that is that is going to be weird. You know, I to have guys we haven't heard of. I remember sitting in English class when I think I was a junior and Ochi scored that goal mm-hmm. and it was just
0: it was great. Yeah, dude. It was exciting. Crosby's golden goal. I mean, it, these mean more when you know the names, and it, I, I agree. That sucks, man. Because I mean, the NHL, for as much slack as it gets, and as much as we give it, it does a lot of things right. But I, I can't. I find it hard to defend um, defend this claim against the Olympics. Johnson
1: Taves is very. A lot of
0: spoken about it. So, a lot of people are now. Um, last two predictions, I guess we got the uh, the Hawks playing the Flyers. Have they officially started the game? They yes, have. They have, have twenty seven seconds ago. No shots on goal yet. Who do you thinks to take that one?
1: Oh boy, I am thinking this is my prediction. After Coach Hawks Q, are home, Hawks are home. I gotta, I gotta take, I gotta take the Blackhawks after Coach Q's okay. uh, ripping yesterday. Think it's gonna be a close one? You think
0: it's gonna blow them out? I think it is gonna be close. I am mm-hmm. gonna say OT Hawks. OT Hawks. Mm-hmm. Maybe three two something like that. I'd love to see I, trust me man I don't care if, if we win by one goal I don't care if, Honestly, I don't even care necessarily if they lose by one goal I want to see more goals yeah you know goals don't make an exciting game but they make you more confident in your team and right now that's, I'm not, that's the big I'm thing. not confident, confident in the scoring from the Hawks yes exactly so um, I
1: I'd like to just see good presence on the D-line I want to see some presence on the power play you know that's just I don't know
0: We'll see. I'm going going
1: to go with the Hawks, but we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Now, uh, one of us should have been on the flyer, so at least one of us could be right for bragging rights. Okay, the last thing, then, before we wrap up this first ever episode, we are an hour in Oh boy. good lore. Uh, Hey, man, like I said, once a week, we could probably fire for an hour every week. Quick hour. So we would have talked about this if we started at the beginning. We're going to keep going every week now. We don't intend on missing. For the next couple years, <laughs> yes. But true, 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 this true is 2019. This is our first one for this season, 2017-2018 season. What is your final prediction and the winner for the Stanley Cup champions Stanley Cup From, champions. Oh, boy. again, we it sucks. We have a little more context, whereas I would have liked to, and we will next year predict it before the season. Yeah. Okay. So we have no context. But right, right now we got to deal with the standings and stuff. But anything can change, man. We got 70 games left. What are your thoughts? I'm going to go Tampa Bay. Okay. Who
1: are they facing? Who are they facing? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs>
0: Winnipeg. Winni- Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Okay. You go? Okay. We'll I guess, that'd happens. be fun. That would be fun. I'm going to go. Okay. So my initial one, if we started this a month ago when we probably should have, um, oh, okay. I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, I was going to say Tampa Oilers. I was going to say that was it. And then I was going to say the lightning win. Now I'm going to change it up. Because we have the benefit of starting a month late, I am going to go ahead and say I think the Blues are going to make it to the final. Yeah, that's that's that's, and I think the Lightning are still going to win. So honestly, I can see the Kings making it, which yes. sucks. And honestly, the Blues and Kings suck for both of us. But um, I can see a couple teams making it. I think that, however, the this is the Blues' time if they're going to make it. I agree um, with that. I'd statement. love to see the Oilers make they're a comeback. Healthy.
1: A healthy Blues team is is devastating. Absolutely it can be devastating. Again,
0: the Oilers are much better than are much better than their record suggests. I think that if they bounce back, get their stuff together, they will be fine. They will make it to the final, and they're going to be deadly for the next couple of years until uh, the McDavid, uh, what, uh, uh, Dreisaitl uh, contract starts to eat them alive. So uh, uh, we'll see. We'll find out. But nonetheless, we'll um, I'm going to go with uh, Tampa, St. Louis, with Tampa taking it. So we both have Tampa as our as our Stanley Cup champion. We'll just, we'll see how stupid we look in April we'll when they're how, out. Maybe first by next round. Week. Yeah, by next week. God forbid when Stamkos and Kucherov get injured tonight or tomorrow night. <laughs> we'll find out. But yeah. nonetheless, I think it's pretty solid. But okay, thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in. It's this first ever episode of Hoosier Hockey. Let us know what we should change. We kind of just rambled. I mean, we, you know, there, there's there's a benefit of having segments and stuff, but I kind of like just. Sh- I do like rambling, um, actually. We got, what a, what? we got a question in the comment.
1: Do sure. you let callers comment? Sure, sure, sure. Call, Excuse me. Do you let callers call in? The plan with the show for now is to do kind of a podcast sort of thing over the next six weeks. That's what we've got le- left in the semester. Yeah. And then come January, especially as things become more of a, we looking at playoff races by then, or it was by February for sure. It'll be a different to, league. Yeah, it'll be a different league by then. We're going to try to do live show, uh, hopefully, mm-hmm. through our radio station where we're recording here. Uh, WCRD. We'll see what happens. Uh, we're working on some things, but that would be the hope. Could we get some people calling in? Well, we'll keep
0: we'll keep going live on Facebook and sure. Instagram, and so like we'll we'll have the live presence. And um, we, yeah, we'd like to get on the radio. Um, we have to get Goudreau in here. Uh, I mean, we'd like to, but nonetheless, we have a live presence. We can we'll do this every week if you guys want. If you're listening. Um we'll start doing it on uh, Instagram. We'll pimp out our Instagrams. I'm uh Uh-oh, angelo u h o h angelo and Joe Struce. What are you?
1: I'm on Twitter at WX Struce, s t r u
0: s. And then my Facebook page, I mean personally, um like we'll try and stream it out so you can uh you guys can comment. We'll try and respond a little more and uh, maybe we can do some calls eventually. But um yeah, lots of good stuff ahead. I love fun and I'm excited to do this next week now. I got to can I build that uh, the hockey mojo up again? So. Absolutely. Thank so you optimized. all for two, got 18 likes so far and a bunch of comments. I, I mean, I did not see that coming, so I'm quite uh, quite satisfied. Well, um, I'll try and have this up tomorrow um, in archive form, like sounded a little nicer with the intro bumper in, and um, we'll see from there. So
1: Yeah. You're going to have to edit the beginning too.
0: Yeah, I know. We talked for like three minutes before we even introduced it. That was so. a little wild. We'll find out. But all right, guys, thank you very much for and tuning in. Thanks for in. tuning
1: in, guys, for sure. We'll see you next week. Great representation from the Fantasy Hockey League in the comments. I love it, guys. Let's keep
0: it up. Yay! I hope I turn this. On. Oh, now we are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Growing pains.